Hello the Shopify world and welcome to episode 3 of the season 2 of the Shopee Shopa show. We are here to share the latest news on Shopify, Shopify Plus, Shopify POS and all other products and services from Shopify. My name is Christophe Davy and I am your host. For this episode, I'm joined by Robin Smith, boss of VLOMNI, a Canadian company created almost 30 years ago. VLOMNI is an integration platform for real-time, agile and scalable data integration. VLOMNI empowers businesses to accelerate growth by integrating their systems, channels, partners and applications together in ways that matter most to them. Some of the top global multi-channel merchants trust VLOMNI to move data seamlessly through their infrastructure as they grow and accelerate their business. VLOMNI is a Shopify Plus technology partner. So, what happened on the Shopify planet in the last weeks? Let's discuss the news with Robin. A discussion recorded on October 7th, 2021. Hello, Robin. Hello, Christophe. How are you? Fine, and you? I'm great. I'm great. How are things in France? Well, quite, not too bad. And you in Canada? It's it's good. COVID is only amongst the unvaccinated, so it's it's things are getting better. Yeah, things are, are getting much better too in France. We hope that this is the beginning of the end. Oh, I hope so. It's been two long years. <laughs> so let's talk about the Shopify news of the last two weeks. But first, my two questions. How many years with Shopify, Robin? Ooh, that's a hard one to answer. So let me let me let me talk about Shopify and Shopify Plus. So we became a Shopify Plus partner in May of 2017. Uh, we had been working with Plus before they launched their formal partner program. On the Shopify side of things, um, I don't even remember when we started Shopify, but I can tell you this: that we have a customer who sells toothpicks. Toothpicks. Um, that runs store number 600. Wow. So this is going right back to the beginning of Shopify. So we've, we've been around Shopify for a very long time. Yeah, sure. And of course, being Canadian, we're, we're, you know, exactly. we're a little biased about Shopify. <laughs> yeah, you, you can, of course you can. And, uh, do you remember Robin the first time we met? We've never met. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think we were first introduced uh, just as COVID was starting. I had come back from Dusseldorf and the UK and we sent everybody home. And I don't remember how it exactly happened, but we connected. And um, I mean, I've been to Paris many times and I've been to Paris for the Ecom Expo. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we've not met in person. So at some point, uh, on va prendre un verre ensemble. <laughs> yes, we will. I think we should have met last year at Shopify Unite, but it was cancelled. It was canceled. And then it has been only through uh, Zoom and our video conference tools for the moment. 
That's right. Okay, That's right. so let's start with the first part of the show. Yeah. Ah. Trending, the news that probably everybody has seen and not only the Shopify ecosystem. So we have two news for this part. The first one is just to mention that on October 13th, there is an online event um, built by Shopify and named Commerce Plus. And it's going to be a, a kind of conference around Shopify, around commerce, around new, new way of selling stuff. And th this is something that could be really interesting, uh, especially for me as an NBA fan, because Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat is going to be part of this show. <laughs> he, he, has, uh, launched, he has recently launched a coffee company and it will be part of this show. So the Commerce Plus event on October 13th online. And the other uh, big information is coming from you, actually, Robin. You just told me that a few minutes ago because I was not aware of that. So I let you introduce this news. Yeah, this is uh, something quite interesting, the stuff that was reported in uh, the Canadian startup news and tech innovation. Um, that Shopify's online traffic um, at the end of September surpassed Amazon's. Um, so this is really, this is a really interesting uh, development because I think this, um, this is going to heat up the war uh, of the e-commerce marketplaces. Um, the other interesting thing that we've, that we've heard through the grapevine is that Amazon has a sort of skunk works kind of uh, project going on to develop their own POS. You may remember they years ago they had they had started developing a POS and they they, they killed it. Uh, but we're hearing now in North America that there may be another attempt to get into the POS market. So I think the the battle lines in in e-commerce are being drawn ever more clearly. And um, you look at what Lightspeed is doing. Um, Lightspeed commerce now they're called. So there's there's lots of things going on. But I, I, I think the traffic increase is actually very interesting. Sure. So the rebels are making more <laughs> traffic now than Amazon. The, the rebels have scaled the walls, uh, as Harley would say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's uh, amazing. Amazing news. Okay. So second part of the show. Ah. Features. What has changed in Shopify, Shopify Plus, Shopify POS, or in other Shopify tools? So I have three different news, kind of small news for, for this show. And September 23rd, so Shopify announced that SMS marketing consent was now available in the back office. Actually, you can find it in the settings. And so you can um, uh, implement a... Um, uh, consent, uh, SMS consent into the checkout in addition to the already existing email consent checkbox. And um, it's uh, directly into the, the back office and, and, and I have already actually used it for one of, of the store I was in charge of. On September 28th, uh, Shopify introduced personalized texts into their Shopify email tool. So the tool that you have directly into the marketing menu in Shopify back office and the tool you can use to send uh, marketing emails and um, 
you I don't know if you remember, but you have a, it's free until uh, 2,500 emails a month. So it's a small amount, of course, but uh, for me, for instance, it's enough. <laughs> and and you can now into the, the email, you can now enter um, a personalized uh, field, like for instance, the first name or the family name of, of uh, the people you are targeting. So it's a cool uh, feature, additional feature. And the third news is on September 29th, uh, Shopify has announced that Facebook Pay is now available in two Shopify payments. So still not available in France, Shopify payments. But um, having Facebook Pay now available in Shopify world, is it some kind of uh, a gesture because ShopPay is available on Facebook and Instagram? Um, I, I I think it was probably part of the agreement. I think if I'm I'm obviously not privy to what was in that agreement, but I suspect it's a tit for tat where uh, Facebook puts makes ShopPay available. Shopify is going to make Facebook pays available. I mean, it it goes with the whole strategy that you see with other partners that they've done. So I I don't find it very surprising. Um, that that um, that that's what they've done. Um, I will say this, Gustav. I don't know any merchant or anybody that's using Facebook Pay. I mean, you typically see Shopify, Amazon Pay, PayPal, um, and then any of the big gateways, um, um, and then obviously Stripe, which Shop Pay is built on. So and there's there's uh, some interesting. Some interesting plays, but it'll be interesting to see how the how this this channel play works for them, um, especially with the Facebook outage that happened this week uh, in North America and I suspect in other parts of the world. Um, one of the interesting stats that uh, Ship Hero put out, uh, Aaron Rubin, the CEO of Ship Hero, posted uh, on. I think it was Wednesday when things, I think it was yesterday or Tuesday, um, when things got back up, um, they saw a 27% drop in e-commerce orders because of the Facebook outage. Oh. So the, so the play is the, the, you know, that's a fairly significant amount of order volume. So, um, I think that the relationships with these channels is interesting with some of the stuff that's going on in the US before Congress right now with Facebook, it'll be, remain to be seen what happens there and whether that's an advantageous move for Shopify. Yes, uh, I, I must say that uh, on my side, I never saw Facebook pay on a website or I never used it, of course, and I never heard someone talk about Facebook no. pay before. I've, I've never heard anybody talk about it. Now, before seeing the news uh, to Shopify, but I've seen that Facebook Pay seems to be available in France as well. Uh, but it's it's a brand new feature in my, as I understand from Facebook. And uh, let's see how it will uh, evolve. Uh, Shop Pay on the other side seems to be quite popular. Yeah, yeah. And doing oh, no, well. Shop Shop Pay is, uh, I mean, every Every merchant we we deal with uses shop pay in some form, so yes, it's it's popular, and and that's because the rates are so interesting. 
So yes, it's it's and and conversion rates are much better. Yes. So that's part also of the of why probably uh, merchants are using ShopPay or features like ShopPay. Correct, correct. For the uh, for the other two announcements on personalization, I mean, my comment on personalization is it's about time. <laughs> I mean, uh, personalization has been around since HubSpot launched outbound marketing back in God knows when. I mean, it's ancient history now. So they're sort of late to the game with personalization. Um, with SMS, um, I think the opt-in is getting more and particularly with what Apple has done with iOS 15, it's it's uh, it's 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 a bigger issue. But I mean, it's a nice to have. I think it's really targeted at the little guys that can't afford the the bigger platforms like OmniSend and some of these other these other platforms. Um, I was I was talking with OmniSend um, last week and and or actually two weeks ago uh, after iOS after Apple made the announcement on, on, um, on, uh, on um, privacy and everybody was freaking out that SMS was dead and it was gonna go away. And uh, Jamie Sutton, the CEO was saying, it's not going away. Uh, you, you're, gonna see, you're gonna see more SMS in fact, going forward. The privacy thing is just to allow people or to give people this sense of comfort now that's a North American perspective. Um, in Europe, privacy and in Canada, privacy is a completely different thing. So I think it remains to be seen how how it flushes out. But I mean, you look at the you look at the traction of of things like WhatsApp and Telegram, and how much those are used for transactions. Uh, I, I I think SMS is not going away. It's it's so it's a good move. I, I think it's a good move. Yes, in Europe, we have GDPR yes. for now three years and a half. Yeah. And it's, it's moving things slowly but surely. And people are taking now, uh, are understanding that privacy is something important, even in some small companies. And it, so it's uh, the, the, the way people work with, for instance, uh, client databases, uh, B2B databases, the way they are sending or not sending information yeah. via email or SMS is, 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 is changing in, in the good way, I would say. Well, I think you're seeing less spam. Yes. And the ability to, when you do get spam or somebody puts you into a mailing list that you haven't, you haven't opted into, that you've got more ability to get out of that stuff. Yes. Whereas if you think back four or five years ago before GDPR, I mean, it was a free for all. People were buying email lists, and you, your inbox was full of junk. Um, so it's easy now with GDPR. You know that if you want to buy an email database, you know it's junk. Yeah, one, of course, one hundred percent, because it's not possible anymore to send an email to someone who didn't uh, say yes formally yes to receiving your emails yeah, so. absolutely absolutely so yeah <laughs> okay okay let's uh, move to the third part of the show ah. focus each episode we highlight a specific tool or service from shopify and with you robin i wanted to talk a little bit about shopify plus because 
the way things have been announced uh, at Shopify Unite end of June and, and what we can see, it's like if the, the difference between Shopify and Shopify Plus is, is not so obvious, especially with what is arriving into the checkout with the um, uh, extensions uh, in the checkout with the new apps arriving and the fact that they are going to deprecate checkout.liquid, which was mm -hmm. the, the file used by Shopify Plus customers to, to uh, customize the checkout. And I was wondering, what is your opinion on Shopify Plus? What is going to be the next step for Shopify Plus? In which direction is Shopify Plus going, in your opinion? I think, I think you have to step back and look at it from the perspective of what Harley and Toby have talked about. Everything is focused around Shopify core because that's obviously the bigger user base and it's the one that, that's growing faster. Um, Shopify Plus was created as, an enterprise, as a more enterprise play. And in many ways, it's the, um, it's the, it's the anti-core Shopify because the features that merchants are asking for are not features that the majority of core users are ever gonna use. So I think there's this constant tension between the features that Plus needs and the features that Core needs. And I think that that tension is what we see with lack of momentum. Um, I mean, I Shopify Plus is up to what, 7,800 sites globally, something like that, 8,000, it might be higher. I mean, I haven't seen a recent figure. Um, but what we see, because we play more in the Shopify Plus world, is we see more of a battle going on between Shopify Plus and Salesforce Commerce Cloud. This is where the this is where the the the, the, the sort of the head to head is. Magento is has has in North America, except for very specific situations, is pretty much dying. Um, and I think the battle going on between what, what, what Adobe is doing to strangle uh, the Magento piece um, has given Shopify Plus that growth potential. But I think that the features that we ask for in Shopify Plus, unless they have an overlap into, into, into core, you're probably not gonna see as much development. That's my observation of what I see. I don't see plus stagnating. I think that the underlying structures that are being put into core are being put into plus as well. So, you know, checkout apps and all of that sort of stuff, Dawn and, and version 2.0. I mean, that's all available now in plus. Uh, private meta fields, um, all, all that stuff is available um, in advanced and in plus. So. I don't see I don't see them rolling out features independently for Plus and then for Core, but rather the features are being done for Core, but they have an applicability in Shopify Plus. Well, Shopify Flow has been seriously updated last month. I talked yes. about that in a previous episode, yeah. which is so it's one hundred percent dedicated to Shopify Plus. Yes. And um, what about the wholesale world, the B2B world? Because the wholesale channel 
in Shopify Plus has been uh, stagnating for now two, three, four years. I don't know. Oh, there is longer no, than that. Longer, longer than that. A long, way longer than that. I mean, Shopify wholesale has always been a, a horrible thing. Uh, it's, it's like um, the store number eight, uh, number 600 that I talk about, one of our very first Shopify Plus uh, customers, they were a beta site for Shopify wholesale. And I remember when we first implemented it with them, I mean, it was, it was awful. It was just awful. Um, B2B has always been a challenge with Shopify, even with Shopify Plus. And, and there's a whole pile of reasons for that. Um, I mean, you can start with prices. The fact that you have two price placeholders selling price and compare, it means that, I mean, it's really focused to a direct-to-consumer market. Um, so the acquisition of Handshake, I think they, they, the idea was to try and integrate Handshake into, 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 the, into the product, but I think it turned out to be a far bigger task. And if you think back to stuff at all the Unites where they, they announced that, oh, B2B is coming or we'd have the partner events and they'd be apologizing for, for the lack of function, functionality rollout. I think this, these were all symptoms of, of their inability to, to, to integrate the two platforms. Handshake prior to the acquisition was a great product. I mean, it was designed for field, field service people, for sales reps who were on the road, who were going to visit customers, wanted to place orders. Um, we had a number of customers using it and that still use it. The, the, the battle we talked about earlier uh, between Amazon and Shopify, I think that the marketplace play that we're seeing and the announcement of Handshake as a wholesale marketplace is where, um, where um, Shopify is, is going. Um, and they're going to be in direct competition, not only with Amazon, but also some of these, these plugins and these apps that are, that are being developed. Like I think here of Convictional, which is, which is a, a B2B market or a marketplace type product that was developed by two X Shopify plus guys. So there's, there's that, that handshake play is the marketplace for, which I think is going to replace wholesale. On the flip side, you have this, this new announcement of Shopify markets, which is more of the B2C side of things. And the recent announcement, they've just rolled it out in the UK. So I, I see two plays going on. I see one on the B2B side and one on the B2C side. Yes, many things we, we, we don't know. We just have to see in the following months. No, knowing that, uh, the general manager of Shopify Plus left earlier this Lauren, year. Lauren Paddleford, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, is it a sign for a new uh, uh, a new dynamic or whatever on Shopify Plus? We see. I on my side, I think I've read somewhere ten thousand sites on Shopify Plus. Yeah, 10, it's clients it, around ten thousand. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't advertise how many sites uh, they have. No, very not so much. No. Um, it's usually in their quarterly calls. Yeah, Lauren Paddleford left. Um, actually, it was announced in July, but he was actually, uh, from what I heard, he, he had already he had left in May. Um, Mark Bergen, who was head of revenue, uh, was put into Lauren's place. 
Um, I know Mark very well. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a great guy. I don't think you're going to see too, too much change in the direction on Shopify plus. Um, I think you're going to see them get more aggressive with plus given that Mark comes from, uh, from the revenue side. Um, I think you're going to see more of a revenue focus. So you're probably going to see more of a, more of an aggressive uh, stance on, on the Shopify plus side. Anyway, if you have any tip or insider news coming from him, please send me an SMS. I, I consent <laughs> to receiving SMS from you. <laughs> no problem. Okay. <laughs> no, we're unfortunately I'm under NDA with Shopify oh. because we're a, we're a plus partner. So I, I can't, I can't tell you things. So. Oh. Too bad, but no. These are the, these are the observations that I've you know that I've had. So it's 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 interesting to see the dynamic of an organization. I think I think you know people tend to forget when they see turnover within an organization, particularly at the very top. People tend to forget that organizations outgrow people, and I think that this what we see at the top of Shopify right now is exactly that: is that they've 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 got to go for a different type of talent if they want to continue the growth that they've got and if they want to become or continue to be a dominant market player and unfortunately in canada it's always been an issue is that we don't have the depth of that talent because of the small size of the economy so you have to go elsewhere to get those people yeah well, we, long story. We could continue. Oh, we could talk, talk for <laughs> we could talk for hours. So you're right. <laughs> we will continue after recording this show. But let's move to the last part of the show. Sure. Extras. Some additional news from the Shopify world, and actually, it's just one additional news. I've just tried a few days ago that uh, a new apps collection is uh, going to appear into the app store and it's a college collection named works with shopify markets so that means that shopify markets announced a few weeks ago which is already available in the back office in the settings menu but with a our usually <laughs> habitual uh, the the coming soon tag Shopify uh, loves to use so much. And, <laughs> and uh, the fact that they are announcing a new collection coming soon into the App Store, uh, that means probably that Shopify markets is going to, ar to arrive soon into, uh, and be not uh, a coming soon feature, but an actual feature into the back office. I think you're right. And I think if you look at that marketplace play, of handshake for wholesale and markets for the B2C, um, that that only makes sense. And I think you're gonna probably see them roll it out. I think some of the constraints in Europe are probably GDPR and data location um, in terms of where they warehouse the data. So th there may be some technical issues under the hood that we don't think about sometimes, but. Yes, and languages. And, uh, and languages as well. In Europe, it's, you need, you need to be able to to put some content into different languages for different markets. So if Shopify markets is what is it is described, it's going to be um, an amazing feature into yeah. Shopify. I, it'll be interesting to see whether some of the e-invoice legislation in places like the Netherlands and, and uh, Spain comes into play as well. 
whether because if you're selling in a marketplace now the whole e-invoice requirement comes into play yeah in europe uh each country still has local legislations yeah (laughs) it's not totally unified at the european level of course yes still some differences locally okay so we are at the end of this discussion robin but before leaving you my last question for you (laughs) and the, the most important question of course at the end if you had the power to immediately implement a new feature in Shopify, which one would it be? The list is long. <laughs> <laughs> so we have time. <laughs> so we have time. Yeah. No, I think I think the uh, I think the there's two things that would would need to be done is to um, um, expand the price matrix. That would to me would be. That would that would that would allow Shopify to tackle, particularly on the plus side, a, a good percentage of the B two B sites that don't have complex pricing but need uh, more sophisticated pricing structures. And I'll give you an example in Canada in, in the cannabis industry. Of course, we have legalized cannabis now, so um, we all look at things you know from a fuzzy perspective, but. Um, <laughs> The um, you have retailers, cannabis retailers that work in different provinces, and they have pro- provincial provincial pricing. So I might have a, a a store in British Columbia and one in Ontario, and the same product has two different prices. Right now, Shopify can't handle that. I can't put the price in a meta field because I can't access the meta field at checkout. So having a a a regional, the ability to do regional pricing means that I don't have to roll up a second store. And this creates all sorts of downstream implications to things like integration to an ERP or, um, so that would be, that would be my first one, uh, because I think that that's a competitive disadvantage. The other one is to make Metafields available um, in a more flexible manner within scripts. So make them available at checkout and, and things like that. I think the, the whole Metafield matrix that they came up with and they've talked about, um, private tags related to private Metafields would be super, super useful. But I think those are the top two things that we run into the most in terms of implementations. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Metafields are improving, especially since they are now located into the back office, even if it's only for products for the moment. But this is a good trend and metafields are so useful that oh, we should sure. be able to use them in scripts for Shopify Plus or, yeah. or whatever. And regarding prices, of course, if you just look at a uh, Shopify client, not a Shopify Plus, when you want to, to start sales events and, and change prices like, through the API, it can be a, a long oh, task. It, it, can be, it, it can be complicated. Yeah, and, and the other thing related to that, which is interesting, we just finished a product, a, a project for a ski manufacturer. Um, the in-transit inventory is not available through the API. So what we did was we set up a Metafield matrix to take in-transit data from, from their carriers and put it into the Metafield, into a Metafield array so that that could be used at the product level to show, okay, I've got my on-hand inventory that's in my warehouse, 
but then I also have the inventory that is in transit along with the date of when that trans that product is going to be available, which meant that the retailer now can sell that product uh, because there's a mechanism to show that at the checkout and, and the customer can decide. So that's one of the things we've done with the Metafield arrays and, and it's, it's an area I agree with you, it needs further expansion. Being able to now put price at that point and use that in scripts at checkout would be phenomenal. Yes, yes. And uh, the, the example of the metafields you just uh, gave us is really a good example of why metafields are so crucial to Shopify and, and, and more and more. And, and extremely powerful too, when they're well. And, and powerful as well, yes, for sure. Okay, well, Robin, thank you for joining me for the Shopee Shopa Show. That was a pleasure having you. Well, thank you, Christophe. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to chat again and uh, anytime. And anytime, that means that the day we will meet in real life, <laughs> we, will, we will, we will, one of these days. Yes, that will happen one day first. And that day we will take a photo and, and post it on the networks. Well, maybe we can do it uh, in front of the Arc de Triomphe or something oh, like that. With pleasure. <laughs> You're <laughs> my Canada, guest. Canada has to get its, uh, or your, the EU has to recognize uh, double vaccinations with different ah, vaccines. Yeah first so <laughs> i'm i am stuck at home until that happens so okay let's say that will happen next year okay hopefully okay so take care robin thank you christophe all the best to you and um, um we'll be chatting i'm sure yeah thank you bye-bye take care and this is the end of this episode of the shopi shopa show I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Robin. In the description of this episode, you will find a lot of useful links to know more about the news we discussed. Feel free to subscribe and rate this podcast. Take care and enjoy your day.